You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Without you guys, there wouldn't be a podcast. I want to share some stats of kind of where we're at before we jump into the show. But this is, uh, this is on our YouTube channel. We, in the last 28 days, this is the last 28 days, and this is because of you guys tuning in. I have zero control over that. I kind of just get up here and babble and talk, and hopefully these guys do a good job of pushing it out. In the last 28 days, we have had 13.2 million minutes of watch time. That converts to a dude, if he was to sit here and watch all of the the videos that you guys have watched, somebody were to sit here continuously, it would take him like 27 years of watching all that video, all those videos. That's crazy. In the last 28 days, we have had 2 million views of our content. We're up 10.6 thousand subscribers. And uh, I think we're at 221,000, what was that? Yeah, 210,000 hours of watch time. Uh, in the last two days. For the last 48 hours, 210,000 hours. So thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are making all that happen. It's I just kind of sit here and talk and tell you what I think and you guys tune in. So everybody in the podcast platforms, thank you for downloading and YouTube. Thank you for thank you for being here. I'm going to get into something today that is and it's pretty entertaining. There's a lot of entertaining stuff here in, in Seattle. I get lobbed these news stories that I just I can't stay away from. This one is the poverty defense in Seattle. This is a good one. So if you have been accused of a crime, a misdemeanor crime, excluding a couple of categories, if you claim that you have come from a background of poverty, of mental health, or addiction, you might be able to get off from those crimes. Just explain to the judge your circumstances, get out a free uh, jail card. That's what's going on. Basically, rewrites law, City of Seattle. Now there's some people that are going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are we talking about here? Let's get into it. Let's take a look. I've got three pretty good articles from sources here in Seattle. And I mean, where else are you going to come up with this stuff? What, who else is bringing? And this, this idea is floated by a Seattle City Council member. That's what we got going on, only in Seattle. Let's check it out. All right. Critic says a poverty defense would prevent misdemeanor prosecutions in Seattle. A battle is brewing, and this is a Cairo 7 uh, article, local news here. A battle is brewing over letting people charged with low-level crimes in Seattle use poverty, addiction, or mental illness as a defense. Scott Lindsay, a former mayoral uh, public safety advisor and city attorney candidate, is out with a new analysis of an idea floated by Lisa Herbold, who chairs the Seattle City Council's Public Safety Committee. So she, (laughs) Public Safety Committee, and she's saying... Yeah, if you explain to the judge why you did the crime you did, maybe you can get off and maybe we won't have to house you. It'll save us some costs. We'll have, you know, less people in jail. That's where we're going with this. This to me is just like, wow, this is really an idea that we're coming up with. This is legit an idea that we came up with during a council meeting, during the budget meetings. That's what's going on right now. These are the fall slash early winter budget meetings council is having for next year. Lindsay, who's the 
public safety advisor, said Herbold's proposal would create a loophole that would basically vacate most of those crimes. You can't do the time, don't do the crime, unless you're in Seattle, and then you can explain it away, and you're all good. That's what we're doing here in Seattle. Last week, during a budget discussion, Herbold brought up a proposal drafted by advocacy groups to allow people accused of misdemeanors to show a judge or jury how their poverty, substance abuse, or mental illness led them to the act. Could you imagine being a judge and going, all right, you did this crime. Let's hear your story. Let's just hear it. Nuts. Advocates, the advocates proposal covers all misdemeanor crimes except for DUIs and domestic violence cases. DUIs and domestic violence cases. How did they come up with those as the categories that, ah, we draw the line there. We draw the line there. Why don't we just have a free for all in Seattle? Let's just all crime. Okay. We're okay. It would save on police officers ever having to respond. It would save on jail time. There'd be nobody in jail. It would save on prosecutors' costs. It's kind of like me running a couple of companies and saying, you know what, office personnel, you guys you guys are expensive. Your salaries, the expenses I pay on your guys' salaries, gone. They're gone. I'm, I'm cutting everybody because those are expensive. And then I look around a couple of months in and I'm like, well, it's just me. I'm not really getting to anything. My business is tanking. How did I come up with that decision to just let everything go? I don't know. That's what's going on. That's, that's exactly what's happening. You're making decisions that down the road are going to lead to terrible results. Herbold has not yet released her her own proposed bill. She just kind of floated this, or this is just being floated right now. Herbold said the Seattle Municipal Court doesn't currently give defendants a good way to explain their underlying life circumstances. Is that really all that relevant? If you go out and do a crime, does it matter? If they prove you did the crime, does it matter what your life circumstances are? You did the crime. That's kind of the way I look at it. I'm being too hard. I'm being too harsh, I know. I, I, I need to soften up. I need to, I need to just, I don't know what I need to do. It gives the defense the opportunity to share that with the court, Herbold said of her potential legislation. If you did a crime, I don't care why you did it. You did it. All right, mental, mental. I, I think that if you have mental health care issues, if you are crazy, I don't think you stand trial normally, right? I don't think so. Asked if the intent was to vacate the crimes or provide a defense, Herbold answered, the intent of the proposal is to provide a defense. That's where we're going with this. The notion that suddenly all these cases are going to be dismissed, it's not an analysis that makes any sense to me, King County Public Defender Anita Condewal said. The city... Seattle City Attorney's Office already declines to prosecute most cases that are directly attributable to poverty. Those are out. We're not out to send people to jail for crimes committed out of true necessity, especially with community court and diversion programs helping people meet their needs, said Dan Nolte, spokesperson for the city attorney Pete Holmes. Kendall said public defenders still encounter such cases. She said that if they're not being prosecuted anyway, then let's make sure they're never prosecuted by adding a provision to city law. The proposal might not prevent prosecution, but it could prevent a conviction, said Lindsay. So let's go through all the effort of you know uh, prosecuting these people, but let's not convict them. Let's just, ah, uh, you're good. Bye. See ya, said Lindsay, who argues prosecutors would simply stop pursuing cases they couldn't win. 
And that's why you've got, with, with all the craziness with the protesting going on, most of those crimes, just let them go. Because guess what? Prosecutors are prosecuting, not putting anybody in jail for those things, right? That's what we're doing. The idea will be discussed at Wednesday's City Council Budget Committee meeting. I bet it is. I bet it was. Let's go on to number two. Seattle City Council members, they defend their proposal that would dismiss some misdemeanor crimes. Some, almost all of them, except a couple of categories, right? Seattle City Councilwoman Lisa Herbold on Tuesday stood by her proposed legislation that would allow for the dismissal of some misdemeanor crimes for some offenders. The proposal would allow for the dismissal of crimes. We kind of read already that. If approved by the full council, defense attorneys could argue in court that a person's addiction, mental health, disorder, or poverty level could have influenced their decision to commit a crime. All right, so a poor person commits a crime and a person that is not poor commits a crime, but the poor person gets off. The other person who has who is working class and actually has a job and uh, contributes to society, they have a bad day, they make a mistake, they commit a crime, that person gets prosecuted. How does that weigh out? I don't know. Somebody needs to explain that to me. In those instances, Herbold's legislation would give Seattle Municipal Court judges the ability to dismiss those criminal charges. The offenses would be covered by the ordinance. That would uh, Just about any crime below the level of a felony would be, yep, you're out of here. You're okay. You're good. You're good. Sorry for the inconvenience on your life. It, do I sound harsh here? Do I sound like I'm just really questioning this idea i mean to me it's it's just a terrible idea but that's just me but you guys are watching this podcast and i apparently have lots of terrible ideas because people are wanting to refer me to the fbi and to uh department of justice is the other one i'm going to send you the department of justice because i don't apparently think the way a lot of people do therefore i should be up on charges that's what we got going on. This bill, as proposed, only provides defense, she said in an interview Tuesday. It'll still be up to a judge or jury to decide whether or not it's a good defense. How do you determine that? What? What? Oh, you're really poor? Okay, you're out. Uh, you're, you're, you're moderately poor? Uh, I don't know. I, you've only been to treatment twice? That doesn't sound like a real addiction problem to me. You're only a moderately addicted person. Going to have to prosecute you. How, how does that even, I understand wanting to hear people's circumstances, don't get me wrong, but at some point in time, people have to take accountability for their actions. That's the way I see it. If there's no accountability for your actions, hey, we're all poor, let's go out and create some misdemeanor crime, we're going to get off. Hey, we're all drug addicted, let's go. It's time to go. As part of the budget approval process for 2021, Herbold said it's important to find ways to invest in interventions that can result in a reduced incarceration rate, meaning they don't want to spend the money putting people in jail. I think it's a change that is intended to embrace transparency and empower and put our trust in judges and juries to have the entirety of a story in making these decisions. Oh, man. Let's move on to the next article, which is, from the Seattle Times, and I, I'm, I'm going to read this one because the headline is Reject Seattle's Absurd Misdemeanor Proposal. All right, we are finally getting somewhere here. We're fine. I'm, 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 I'm finding a common a person that's writing an article that has some semblance of sanity. Let me read that again. Reject Seattle's Absurd Misdemeanor Proposal. 
Yeah, that's right. We got a picture of Lisa Herbold. She's there. Uh, she's, our, she's our gal. Um, and this is from the Seattle Times editorial board. Seattle City's council was right to resist slipping a harmful new crime policy into its budget. How do you slip a, a, a crime policy into a budget? Isn't a budget about fiscal responsibility, not changing criminal laws? Clearly, I don't know anything about the city council or how it operates. But the council did so on Wednesday for the wrong reasons, and a majority is still gung-ho to pass the absurd policy in late November. We've got the word absurd in here twice already. I'm on board. This must not proceed, especially not without a thorough analysis of how it will affect public safety and justice for all, and an extensive public debate about its merits. As proposed by council member Lisa Herbold, the policy would effectively legalize misdemeanor crimes that victimize thousands of Seattle residents every year. It would allow all sorts of criminal acts, even mistreating animals, to be dismissed if perpetrators show symptoms, symptoms, in quotes. What does that mean? Symptoms of substance abuse or mental disorder or that it was related to poverty. If someone punched a child in the face, exposed themselves, and stole their bike, charges can be dismissed if they show symptoms of depression. Mental illness. I was, de- I was really depressed that day. I'm sorry I stole your bike and punched you in the face. Stalking, harassment, vehicle prowls, sexual exploitation, property destruction, hit and run, threatening someone with a gun, all would be minimized and easily defensible under Herbold's plan. Reforming the criminal justice system to root out discrimination and racism is an urgent priority, but that's not what Herbold's proposal would do. It's a radical dismantling of accountability. There we go. Accountability. Got to be accountable for your actions in a city that's already struggling with chronic criminal behavior. Elsewhere, serious efforts at justice reforms are happening, accelerated by the racial reckoning prompted by police killing George Floyd and too many other people of color. Washington legislators are preparing dozens of reforms to sentencing and police accountability that would be considered starting in January. Policies like Herbold's will cause more harm than good, strengthening opposition to reforms, according to State Rep. uh, Roger Goodman, a Kirkland Democrat chairing the House Public Safety Committee. Those who are alarmed by this can use this as a talking point to undermine what I believe are responsible justice system reforms on the state level, Goodman said. Herbold declined to discuss her proposal with his editorial board until it's reintroduced. Imagine that. Getting a little back, back uh, feedback. It's not good. Mm. Yeah, not going to discuss it. Council President M. Lorenza Gonzalez called for the delay, mostly because staff is busy with budget changes and the proposal is not budget related. Not because it's slipping into the budget, denied extensive public involvement, such as a measure demands. So literally, this came up in a council meeting, and they're like, oh, should we do this? Meanwhile, her boat is gaslighting the council and residents. At Wednesday's budget meeting, she said the measure is needed to stop the criminalization of poverty, addiction, and mental health issues. This is, this is you're getting some wild stuff here. Pitching this as a moral imperative ignores, trivializes, and denies harm that residents and businesses are experiencing in Seattle because there's already little accountability for so many misdemeanor crimes. Talking with um, a broker that's going to come on to Summit Properties Northwest yesterday, he was in a grocery store, a little mini mart grocery store in downtown Seattle in the uh, Belltown area. 
And as he was walking up to the grocery store, a couple of homeless guys were kind of trying to go into the store. The shop owner kind of recognized them and said, I'm going to enter in this customer. Don't know what you guys are up to. But um, he let my guy that's going to be a broker in, locked the door and said, yeah, if I call the police on these homeless who come in and rob me all the time, if I call the police, guess what happens? Nothing. So this is how I handle business. He knows paying customers coming in, locks the door. Everybody else, I don't really know who you are, can't let you in because there is so much crime going on. And that's the very crime we are talking about being just, all right, you're addicted to drugs, you got mental issues, you are really poor because you're homeless, going to let this one go. So there is zero protection under what we're talking about for small business out there. And for citizens, people living there, that's what you got going on. All right, so let's see if there's anything else here. Council members were dismissive of Lindsay's analysis, which said Erbold's proposal would create a legal loophole. They're like, oh, no, that's that's not what's going on. Yet such concerns were validated by several current and former city prosecutors from the region interviewed separately by this editorial board. Imagine that. It ought to be possible for us to hold two contesting notions in our mind at the same time. Former Seattle uh, City Attorney Mark whatever said, it is true that these are serious issues of systemic racism, of police misconduct, inequities of institutional racism that are the criminal justice system and the society as a whole. It's also true that people commit crimes that victimize other people in a way, a variety of ways that can harm society and that those crimes and those offenders need to be addressed. There must be innovation to, to further reform policing and improve behavioral health services. Given all its resources and regional expertise, Seattle should be showing the rest of Washington and the nation how to smartly navigate these policy changes and make things better for everyone, not worse. Couldn't say it better. So you, you, you itemize all this stuff. All right, we got this going on. It's bad. It's not good. But this policy makes it worse, doesn't make it better. I don't see any way that you can look at this policy and go, that is, that's a good idea. Let's, and again, I kind of go back to, let's just let her rip. Let's throw in domestic violence in there. Let's throw in, what's the other one? Um, I can't remember. Let's just let all crime go. Let's let felonies go. Just let her rip. That's where we're headed with this. That is, this is one step away from that. I, I don't think that it's a matter of having people be able to explain their circumstances. I think judges are pretty good judges of character. And if they've got somebody with a rap sheet a mile long, and that person is standing in front of them in court, and that person throws out the, well, I'm poor, and the judge is like, yeah, but you've got 62 other convictions, what are we doing here, people? And that judge is like, all right, I'm going to get railed on if I convict this person because everybody knows they're poor. This, But I got to do it. That's a rewrite of Seattle law. I'm not on board. I'm not down with that. What do you guys think? I, I can't see people being on board with this. That's just, it's lunacy. It's craziness. But that's just me. I'm a business owner. I am all about upholding the law. And stuff like that. I know it's ridiculous. It's it's absurd. 
But that's what we're doing here in Seattle. All right, that's it for me. I will follow up on this. Hopefully this doesn't go much further. But again, we are the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we're talking about Seattle. Crazier things are happening as we talk, right? That's what we got going on here in Seattle. Thank you so much for tuning in. As this story updates, I will let you know right here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks again. I'll catch up with you guys soon. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.